0: Peace Misfits, we've started off 2021 already in a space of turmoil, of anger, of rage. I want to take this moment to allow all of us to just be still, to pause, to allow ourselves some peace. In this stillness, I'd like for you to focus on your breath. No need for visualization. No need to create safe spaces. Allow yourself to just be still. Listen to the sound of your heart. Think of your intentions for this new year. Allow yourself to let go of the chaos of the past week and to be here now. Not focusing on the past. Not thinking of the future. Just be here. And breathe. Be still. Allow yourself to slow down. This moment is for you. In this moment, you do not focus on others, no matter who they may be. This moment, this moment, is only for you. And again, we breathe. And exhale. We are going to make it through this year, Misfits. We will not allow 2021 to look like 2020. This will be different. Speak it, know it, own it. And now it's time, Misfits. In love and light, let's get healed. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I'm your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. Wow, misfits, a lot can happen in the world, a lot can happen in this country in one week. (laughs) Since I last talked to all of you, a lot, a lot has happened in America Um, So much so that I'm not going to really take a lot of time on my check-in or the culture of pop. Uh, It's going to be more so the culture of politics. And I'm going to keep it pretty short because with everything that's gone on in the last week, I just think we really need a lot of love, laughter, you know, education, healing. So I'm going to focus more on my interviews. And then, you know, we just go from there with good energy. Um, this week, I'm happy to welcome two of my good friends, and uh, they happen to also be great independent artists because, of course, this week we are healing through being independent. Uh, those artists are Soul Edler and Tokyo Omega. During my time as host of My Open Mic Storytellers, I was blessed to have a lot, and I mean a lot of amadamophis independent artists grace our stage. And I'm doubly blessed to still be able to call a lot of them my friends. In these two separate interviews, I'll talk with both of these brothers about their journey as artists, the highlights, and the lessons, as well as how their gifts impact their mental health and what they do to take care of said mental health as well. Now, as always, you can click on the chapter times in the description if you'd like to jump ahead. However, now I'm going to go ahead and get into the check-in. So this last week for me has been all about politics and COVID. (laughs) That's what it's been. Politics and COVID. So first, uh, when the episode went up for last week, was actually the same day as the runoff, excuse me, the runoff election here in Georgia, which was uh, John Ossoff and uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock against... um, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Lord, their names both just completely left me for a second. Um, But yeah, it was was interesting. I felt really good because I took my kids out to vote for the very first time in the presidential election. And I was happy for them because the person or the people they voted for ended up winning. And like I told you guys uh, on the last episode, I wasn't so fortunate my first time voting. <laughs> but then the runoff took place here, and this was a red state when I first moved here in 2017. So it's mind-blowing to me that it is now a blue state. Now, let's be very, very clear. There are a lot of good old boys who are still down here. This is still the South, let's be clear. However, the, uh, the blue of it all has been unearthed. And as with President Obama, we see that when black people truly feel like their back is up against the wall, they will come out and they will make their voices heard. Uh, The thing is, is that there is a lack of consistency, not just when it comes to black people, but liberals in general. They often become very comfortable after they have a quote unquote win. And that, of course, is what happened after two terms of Obama. After two terms of President Obama, people felt as though they didn't necessarily care for Hillary to win, but they also thought that she was clearly going to. Uh, They saw Trump as a joke, and they felt like, well, there's no reason for me to go out and vote because I don't necessarily care for her, but I know I would take her over him, and there's no way he could win. That's not true, and he proved it and with this election though biden ended up winning by the largest amount of votes of any president ever trump is right behind him which means that trump had more votes his second time around than obama had in either let that sink in for a minute that lets you know just how bad it is in this country just how divided we truly are but with that being said Georgia decided it was going to go in the direction of Warnock and Ossoff. And now, because uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is going to be the president of the Senate, that means that the Democrats now have control of both the Senate and the House. I'm talking about this as my check-in. I'm gathering this is also the culture of politics <laughs> because so much of it has to do with politics, what I'm talking about in regards to my check-in. So yeah, we'll just combine the two of them. Like I said, I'm gonna make uh, what I'm talking about this episode pretty short so we can focus on just the interviews. Uh, But yeah, so uh, I took my kids to vote. Some of the ones who went last time didn't go this time, Uh, but some of the ones who didn't go for the presidential election let me know that they believe the runoff was more important. In a lot of ways, it was. Uh, So congratulations to both John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock. So let's see what it is that they're going to be able to do for Georgia moving forward. However, however then we get into what ended up taking place the day after they were elected so uh trump had decided sometime before that that he was going to hold a rally in dc and invited all of his good old boys to come out and so there were a lot of them i believe that uh some of the numbers jumped from being hundreds to thousands but there were a lot of people just know that uh and there was a point where after he finished uh getting them really amped up with all of his rhetoric and lies uh, he informed them that they were all going to walk together toward the capital and that he would be with them and like any powerful cult leader of course he was lying and so he decided that he was going to step back and allow all of them to go marching down the street toward the capital and when you see it from the helicopter you can definitely see there were a lot of people However, what happened next was something that caught, I think, only fools off guard because you had to assume he lost. He lied to everybody who worships him about losing and said that it wasn't uh, a fair election. They're all, you know, just angry and filled with ignorance and lies. So, of course, they decided they're going to go marching down. And when I say that only a fool didn't see this coming, I mean the sense that they attacked the Capitol. My thing is, is that whatever Trump says, they go for. So if he stated that he took issue with what they were doing, if he said over and over again that it was up to Mike Pence to make sure that everything was turned around and went his way and Mike Pence couldn't do it, what do you think is going to happen? Especially when he stresses that all of them are at the Capitol right now and we should all go marching down there. So that's what they did. They went marching down to the Capitol, And these terrorists decided that they were going to uh, stage a coup. And so they went in there and (laughs) there were like no police. And that's the thing that I'm still confused by, because when it came to BLM during the summer, you would find cops everywhere, and I mean everywhere. When it comes to a lot of the protests that happened around the country, you would see tanks in the blink of an eye. However, when it comes to this uh, large group of terrorists who all decided they were going to fall upon the Capitol, we are hard-pressed to find where all of the cops are. Mind you, Trump just finished a rally. Where are the cops? Mind you, we're in Washington, D.C., What one would assume has to be the most safely guarded place in all of America. Where were the cops? So they decided with their Confederate flags and uh, um, what is the Nazi logos and T-shirts and all of that stuff. Uh, armed, mind you. Like when I say that they had like full-on military gear on, going into this place with—I um, forgot the name of it—the things that you use to uh, handcuff people if you're not using actual handcuffs. I forgot what they're called. But they had all of that stuff. Is they go into the Capitol? They're like breaking the uh, the windows in with their flags, and they're like hitting the cops. No fear. No fear. This is what true white privilege and ignorance looks like they're just attacking attacking now mind you this is thousands of white people let it have been one black person just one as a matter of fact let's compare if there were thousands of black people the amount i mean you would have seen people coming out of nowhere with guns just to shoot us down however this time around it just uh, uh, they're overwhelmed They have no idea what to do. No clue. So they make it all the way in. They go past the rotunda and everything. And yet no one's able to stop them. Now, there was one uh, brother. There was one brother who saved the lives of so many people, uh, especially the senators. And I can't think of his name right now. Forgive me. Uh, But he was able to actually uh, take them away from the, uh, the, the floor of the Senate. And lead them from them. I um, mean, there was one white guy who was in front of all of these white people who were marching on the, uh, the Capitol. And, you know, the, the black cop kept kind of pushing him and pushing him. So, of course, if he's physically uh, doing this to him, the, the white guy's going to follow him. So that's what he did. He had in his mind if I continue to do this to him, he's going to want to follow me. And so that's exactly what his dumbass did. (laughs) He didn't even pay attention to where he was walking. He's just going after this guy who's continuously pushing him. So he led all of them away from the Senate. So per usual, as we always have with this country, the black people show up. So what ended up happening is that after a while, there were enough cops that ended up coming uh, to be able to get all of them out of the Capitol. But as you were able to see media afterwards... There were cops that were helping people down the steps. There were, uh, excuse me, I keep calling them people, but we need to make sure we're calling them what they are terrorists. There were uh, cops helping terrorists down the steps. There were cops taking pictures with terrorists. These people, you know, made their way into different, mind you, they got to the Senate floor, I believe. They got to the Senate floor. They got to the House floor. They were in Nancy Pelosi's office. They destroyed her office. Taking pictures, sitting at her desk and everything. Now, a lot of the people who, you know, made the biggest noise, they've ended up being arrested. However, there were so many more who weren't. And you sit here saying to yourself, how is this possible? How is it possible that in the age of BLM in the way that we're constantly attacked and shot down, you could have thousands of white people. And in the end, there are only five people who lost their lives. Now, in no way, and especially on a podcast like The Healing Space, am I saying that I believe that anybody should lose their life. It's just that after years and years of us being shot down simply because we're laying in our bed in our home, you have thousands of people attempting, you know, these terrorists going in and attempting to kill our leaders and yet five people. Keep in mind, one of them was a cop and here we are with what a lot of us already knew existed in the first place it's just that now it's blatant like there there's no more hiding anything and of course many of us could say they weren't hiding anything before you could just look at the way that they kill all of us but this this is no clear sign to not only those of us in the country but literally the entire world we can have domestic terrorists attempt to tear down all of our most important federal institutions and we're just going to be like oh well don't do that don't do that that's not right so after all of this ignorance uh perpetrated by these terrorists and constantly riled up by the man who will be leaving office in what 10 9 days from when you're listening to this originally after all of this Now people decide that they want to leave his side. Republicans who work in his cabinet are making a decision that they want to leave, which is of course absolute bullshit because you could have done this years ago. He's the same guy, but they're attempting to spin it and say that this was too much. This is where they draw the line. Not constant black and brown bodies that are laid out to die. No matter the age, mind you. Doesn't matter if you're driving, if you're standing, if you're sipping a drink, if you're playing with a toy gun, if you're lying in your bed, if you're in a car, like it, it doesn't matter. You're going to die if you're a black or brown person. However, they make a decision. Now, this is too much. You're, you went into the Capitol. I, I can't take this. I have to leave you. And so these people are slowly, slowly resigning one by one. So, the Democrats decide that something has to be done, and uh, and there are some Republicans as well, who decide that something has to be done. We have to either impeach him, or we have to invoke the 25th Amendment. So, the 25th Amendment won't work, and it won't work because there's a lot that's behind it. One, uh, Vice President Pence has to write a letter stating that he wants to invoke the 25th Amendment. After writing that letter, Trump is going to have to agree to this, and he's going to have to agree that, okay, this article is actually factual, I agree with this, and I will step down, making Vice President Pence the president. However, we know that Trump will never do that, and in order for it to move forward, that is what would have to happen. Also, from what I know, the 25th Amendment wouldn't be able to be invoked for two weeks in to uh, the, uh, the terrorist attack that we had last week. So by that point, Trump would no longer be president anyway. Then when it comes to the impeachment, of course the impeachment itself would take time, but a lot of people are saying now that they believe that they should hold off because if they move forward with the impeachment at this very moment, it means that it would roll over into the f- first 100 days of uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. So now that Nancy Pelosi is saying that maybe they'll hold off on it and revisit it after the 100 days are done. The biggest thing that they're looking to do, though, is that they want to make it so Trump can't run in 2024 because he's made it very clear that he's going to. However, I say let him because, as I stated earlier, people become comfortable. They think that things won't happen again. But I think this is the difference. I feel like this is the difference. I believe that this time around, people won't be as easily fooled as they were the first time, and I think that seeing that Trump received the second highest amount of votes in history in this country is enough for people to understand on the opposite side just how easy it is for him to become president yet again four years from now, and I think that that will make all of the difference in the world, so I say let it go let it go but because the the truth is is that this country has already shown us it's full face completely we see it for what it is so now the work begins the only problem is is that people constantly become comfortable when you have it your way and that is probably one of my number one issues when it comes to liberals on the flip side of things The extreme conservatives, they never let up, ever. It's never a situation where it's like, okay, our guy won, let's chill out. They go just as hard even after the person is elected. And that is the issue with most liberals. When we get a winner, suddenly we decide, oh, we can just chill. We don't have to do anything anymore, they won. That is what happened with Obama. People wanted him so badly to be president the second time around that that's what made them turn out the way they did. However, after his second term, everybody's like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. Hillary, blah, 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 blah. And this is how Trump became president. So the thing is now, have we learned our lesson? Do we understand that it doesn't matter what year it doesn't matter what year, we need to always make our voices heard. So now that Biden and Harris are in office, or they will be as of the 20th of January, why are you taking your foot off of the, uh, off of the pedal? You need to make sure you are pushing and going as strongly as you ever have. Now is not the time to take things easy. You saw what taking it easy did four years ago. We cannot take it easy. Wednesday showed us we cannot take it easy. Figure out your purpose. Figure out where you fit in the grand scheme of this country and of this world. What part do you play? Because in some way, shape or form, what you do is going to contribute to the legacy of this country honestly that is why i have this platform to speak to all of you who are listening because with my voice i can light the fire under someone else to make a major difference in this world we all have our parts to play and if wednesday showed us anything it is that the opposition is never letting up ever These ignorant terrorists believe that this country is theirs. And they have from the very beginning. But this country was built on the backs of our ancestors, not theirs. Now is not the time to take it easy. Now is the time to go harder than we ever have. Ever. Do not take it easy all right stepping down from my soapbox boy (laughs) shake that off a little bit okay Um, (laughs) I'm gonna chill out for a minute and I want you guys to enjoy my interview with my dear friend Tokyo Omega I enjoyed this conversation with him Uh, And it's funny because we we had a conversation. Um, I'm recording this on Monday. And he and I had a conversation earlier today about how the two of us are very sensitive when it comes to our work. And I let him know, I was like, don't be, you know, everything's going to be all good and all that good. And he was like, but you know, as an artist, and I was like, yeah, because I'm the same way whenever I record the podcast, I listen to it, I go over it, and I'm just, you know, fine tooth comb. This is what's wrong. That's what's wrong. But I love this interview. I really do and I hope that you all enjoy it as well. Here, Misfits, is my interview with Tokyo Omega.
1: Really, really want So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, yeah, 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 I wanna really, really, really wanna digger, yeah. I wanna, yeah, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, really, really, really wanna digger, Ah, bitch, I'm poppin' why you, Big. Trending topic, first, you always talking about me, y'all up in your group, shit. This boy, you said in your whole fucking group, well. Keep praying for my downfall while i flex on you hoes watching all my comments cause i ain't texting you hoes you wish that i could give a fuck but i ain't sexy you hoes don't see it for you cause i'm never standing next to you hoes hold up wait hold up hold up wait You know I put in work even when I show up late Steady serving looks like Vogue magazine Netflix with no chill but I've seen stranger things Couldn't compete with me even in your daydreams You know I keep the hammer inside of my skinny jeans You ain't gotta follow but I know you like me Cause I'm an outcast, so fresh, so clean I know what i want what i really really want so tell me what you want what you really really want man i know what i want what i really really want so tell me what you want what you really really want i wanna yeah i wanna yeah i wanna yeah i wanna yeah i wanna really 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 wanna take yeah i wanna 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 really 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 wanna take a
0: What's good, Tokyo? Hello. <laughs> How you be? How you be? Everything's good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, happy to be back for the fourth season of THS, and definitely want to show the Misfit Universe artists and creatives that we haven't had on the show before. Um, I don't know why it took four seasons for us to finally have you on here. You know, we planned this like two years ago. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo boy. Scorpios being like, have I'm never patience. getting on the show. <laughs> Scorpios have to have patience with Aquarius. Because y'all be in y'all <laughs> world. Y'all be y'all world. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when we're supposed to get to it, we'll get to it. It'll happen. For sure. So the first question that I wanted to ask you, uh, because of course, you know, as I let the Misfits know before this interview, is that you are an artist. Um, what would you consider yourself? Would you consider yourself to be a rapper, an MC? What would you call yourself?
2: Um, definitely a rapper because it's more modern and you know, I experiment with different sounds and different productions like jazz and electronics, so I'm a little I'm a little hip these days. Okay.
0: (laughs) Hip. (laughs) A little hip, you know. So my, my first question then is what does your gift mean to you?
2: Oh my God. Um, I feel like my gift saved my life, honestly. If I couldn't create, I wouldn't know where I'd be in the world. Like ever since I was little, I used to write books and, you know, draw characters and paint. And um, when I became a teenager, I started getting into poetry and talked about all my teen angst and love and stuff like that. So creativity and God. Hallelujah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's powerful that you said that it saved your life because Mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of us that way, you know, that that Mm -hmm. outlet that we're able to have, especially in instances where we feel like we can't be our full full selves in a lot of spaces. So our Mm -hmm. art allows us an opportunity to be able to do that, so I think that's powerful. Well, Whenever I have artists on here, I always... Uh, stress to them how there are a lot of people and of course this isn't to put any anxiety on any of the creatives but it's like there (laughs) there are a lot of people listening in the misfit universe who I know value your opinions and your thoughts and the slightest thing you can say can alter their way of thinking in a positive way you know so I think you saying that will mean a lot to a lot of people because I know they can probably relate and feel the same way um, another question I have for you is, how does operating in your gift help your mental health?
2: Ooh, um, as a rapper, I know it's terrible to say, but like, I'm able to just jump in the booth and say whatever I want without worrying about um, someone stopping me. Like, you can't say that. That's not nice. I can literally have, like, a crappy day at work and just go in and be like, this bitch, and I'm better than that person, and blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, express <laughs> raw and filtered emotions and, you know, get a little ghetto in the hood with them. Yes, little- honestly, <laughs> Like, you know, because <laughs> it's very important to get a little ratchet. But, you know, I'm still, like, I feel, I know my self-worth. I know love. I know I'm a
0: nice person. Yeah. But. So talk, we'll talk about that balance. <laughs> this isn't one of my questions that I had typed up, but I, I want to ask you this because I don't think I've ever asked anybody this before. Talk about that balance because I know you personally, yeah. so I I know, and I want to say this in a way that doesn't sound offensive to anyone listening. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this because you you can't say that someone can't be cultured just because they're ratchet. That's right. not, that's not true. But what I want is for you to speak to, with me knowing you and knowing your intellect and the fact that you are very worldly, you know, mm-hmm. and you're by no means in a box. So talk to the <laughs> Misfit Universe about what it's like to be somebody who is open. You know, you, you've escaped where you live and that could be any of yeah. us, no matter where you live, New York, you know. But you've escaped sure. where you live. Your mind is out of the matrix. But yet you still connect <laughs> to that ratchetness. So what is that balance like for you?
2: Oh my God. Um I've never like just fit in like one lane or I've never liked one thing or having one style, one sound, anything. I just you know, I grew up in a hood, so like everybody, especially like wear baggy jeans, only listen to black music, only like soul food and so Growing up, I always wanted to like travel the world. I wanted to like get into Asian culture, Hispanic culture, like Indian culture. And like, I don't know, I feel like learning more about different cultures out of my norm helped me grow as not only a creative but as a human being as a whole. Like, I see I see more than one side. Like, I can't just be like, oh, all black everything, or I gotta be black to do this, I gotta be black to t- sound like that, or wear this and then that. Like, you know, like. I can be whoever I want to be, however I want to be, and, you know, love myself, flaws and all, and that's very important to me, to just to not put so much pressure on myself to follow a certain line, to approve, like, to get everyone else's approval and make everyone else feel comfortable being around yeah. me and knowing me, so.
0: Nice, okay. Um, I feel like, and I know that you and I feel the same when it comes to this, but, and I didn't even realize this until just last year, there are some people who think that the word brand or the art of branding is a negative. I know that you and I don't feel that way. So that was kind of surprising to me when I started hearing people say that. So with us knowing where you and I both stand on this, what is the brand that is Tokyo Omega, if you had to explain that to someone? um, Definitely freedom and self-love.
2: Like I'm all about... um, own your own power, whether it be a negative, like, how do I say this? Like, I know I'm a nice person, but at the same time, like, I know my limits with people. I know that, like, you're not gonna make me feel ugly. You're not gonna make me feel stupid. Like, I know my worth. I own my worth. If I gotta throw it in your face to remind you who I am and how I am, so be it. Like, you know, always, I want people to love themselves and never give up on, Whoever they want to be or however they want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's definitely like my uh, brand, shall I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question, especially for those. So, so do you have a name? So like, okay, I have the Misfit Universe. Those are the people who walk with me. Do you have a name for those who admire and, and walk with you, your fans? Your
2: oh, my Tokyo tribe.
0: There we go, okay, okay. So with that being said, I feel like I'll be remiss, especially in regard to the Tokyo tribe if I did not ask this question. For those of us who have been walking with you on social media for years, or even if you just became friends with you on social media like yesterday, we clearly know the love that you have for Nicki Minaj and Sasha Banks. So I've been wanting to ask you this question for years, so I'm glad that I can finally ask you on my podcast why do you love the two of them the way that you do and how have they inspired you over the years oh wow um well i've always loved strong black women like
2: in the forefront of whatever their career is um they have this boss mentality mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm about being a boss you know <laughs> <laughs> um when it comes to like Nicki minaj there's something about her that's so unapologetic and i love that because you know, I know a lot of people see the negative, and sometimes I see it too, but at the same time, she knows her worth. She knows, you know, you're not going to downplay who I am because I'm a woman, or because I'm black, or because I have this sort of look or whatever, and she doesn't care what you think. She knows at the end of the day when she lays down, she cares more about how she feels about herself more than how you feel about her. Yeah. And that's how I want to be with, you know when it comes to my life as well same with Sasha Banks you know like her character is the boss and like she comes in hard she's a gorgeous petite little thing but you're not gonna play her like she's just the weakest thing in the room just because she's small or because she's brown or you know whatever so and that's and that's what inspires me yeah
0: so I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there now you know I, I figure now that you're on this, the healing space I can ask you this, even though I feel like I've asked you this before, I can ask you this, but now there's a large group of people who will hear you say, <laughs> who will hear you say either yes or no to this. So I asked you this before, I believe I did, like maybe last year, but I'd like to have you on Wrestling While Black. I think that would be a I lot would of fun. I
2: love that, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> when I asked you that question just now about Sasha, I was like, it would be a lot of fun because I've wanted to have kind of like a round table of my friends who I know are into wrestling. Mm-hmm. um and i believe all of us are in angels group um of which dream match yes dream match thank you mm-hmm. I was about to yeah say, I, I feel like the name escapes me by, right now but yeah all three of me all four of us are in dream match so i think that'll that's be- my
2: favorite group on facebook like i love that group so much
0: have you yeah. um have you ever met angel before
2: no i have not okay you know i, I stay in the south i never go like too far out
0: <laughs> but i i, I network <laughs> online well, listen, listen, if, um, if what you said earlier, because were we recording yet? I don't think we were recording when you made that statement about your future. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, if you decide yeah. to do that, then I will introduce you to all of those people. So yeah, sure. I, I think that would be a lot of fun, especially for all of us to be in person. That would be oh, really yeah. cool. Um, I don't have a lot of people in my life, um, like, you know, actually physically around me, who I can talk to about wrestling so same my next question for you is what is the journey of an independent artist from your perspective as well as and let me know if you need me to repeat either of these questions what's the journey of an independent artist from your perspective and what are the highs and the lessons of being an independent artist um
2: I think I have to remember to support myself no matter what no matter who's sharing or no matter who's liking I have to remember that um, who I do it for and why I do it like mm-hmm. I always wanted to do like when I originally started rapping I wanted to just save lives just like um, as a teenager I listened to Kid Cudi and Nicki Minaj like I felt mm-hmm. like they really inspired me to like you know tell my story and save other kids lives who may be listening or maybe watching me and um, remind people to never give up remind people to love yourself no matter your hard times your good times like keep your head up keep doing what you're doing like there's always a better day like ahead of you no matter what's going on in your current situation so um, I think my highs and lows is like not getting so wrapped up in the numbers because you know you see certain other artists online because social media is all smoking mirrors to me
3: mm-hmm. but you see other
2: artists like getting hundreds and thousands of likes for being mediocre and then you always question yourself where it's like am i even a good artist am i worth being followed am i worth being heard and so you have to remember like not to get in your head so much about stuff like that and not get so wrapped up in who's sharing who's not sharing like just take the love that you do get continue working on that continue um, practicing and staying focused on your goals and your artwork so that's that's a high and low for me because there have been times where i've compared myself to others who don't even know
0: how I exist. <laughs> so I feel it's, like it's all pointless. of us have been guilty of that before, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we've we've all it's, been. There. It's very human. Yes. Yeah. Very, and and that's why I was saying to you, I know that there will be people who will listen to this interview, who will get a lot out of what are with what you're saying, especially when it comes to being an independent artist, because it speaks kind of to different areas of life, not just when it comes to oh, being yeah. an independent artist. You know, um, okay. that's that's very real when it comes to kind of carving your own path. Because when you're looking at others, that can lead down dangerous paths, you know? For sure.
2: And I've, I've had other artist friends like just kind of give up on their dreams because they weren't on the same level as they thought they were with other artists. And it's, it's not fair because you don't know who's who's doing what behind the scenes to get these likes. Because some people pay for followers and they pay for likes and it's a tacky thing, but it's the game we play, it's the, it's the business, so
0: and you 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 find yourself being jealous or envious of someone who's created an entire character that doesn't even really mm-hmm. exist you know most definitely so okay let's talk about no shade and one at all hey. so that's what 2018 2020 right Correct. Right. so yeah <laughs> i would love for you misfits in the misfit universe to go on youtube and to check out these videos so we we talk <laughs> about personality <laughs> We talk about personality. I still love the video for No Shade. Like, really. Do you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. So, of course, those of us who have been walking with you for years, we know how you feel, especially when it comes to Asian culture. So mm-hmm. talk to us about both of those songs. But I'd like for you to take us through the uh, the idea behind the No Shade video.
2: <laughs> um well when i recorded no shade i really wanted to just rebrand myself because you know my old stage name was tokyo jade and i felt like it was too hard to find me on search engines and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so i was like well i feel like i'm the omega i'm the first and last to do it like i do it to look like i look to sound like i sound so i was like tokyo omega which is better for me and it fit who i am Mm -hmm. overall so um when i recorded no shade i really was like i wanted to let people know that hey I'm a dope ass dude. I'm very laid back and chill. But hey, you're not gonna play me. It's no shade to you and what you do and what you love. But it's who I am. I'm finna come through, taking over whatever. So that's what no shade was. And I did the video. Um, I wanted like this sexy dojo look Mm because I, you know, I wanted to think I have like my kimono on. I'm like with a crop top and all that. And you know, I just wanted to like vibe out and just look badass with these expensive clothes I had on. And, you know, it was really really cool. I I love that video, too. And then um, I took a year off from recording because I was depressed in 2019. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I never really really
2: talked about that. But, like, there's a period of, like, my Instagram where I'm off for, like, months. So you don't see me posting or anything. So Um, I took some time off to gather myself and remind myself who I am and what I love and what Mm -hmm. I love to do and why I do it. And so um when I got back into working on my album me and my engineer Rashid, I was like you gotta hear this beat it's crazy it's mm-hmm. stupid it's nasty and so one at it all it's just saying like I want more for myself no matter like I know I, I love who I am what I have right now but I want more I deserve more um I know that I can work hard and get more yeah and so one at it all is for like to inspire people to just like you know don't put yourself in a box reach, reach for the scars and like yeah. If you want it all, get it all. Take it all. I know. I know what I want, and I know how I want to get it. And so, I sampled Spice Girls because it's one of my favorite pop songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanna be? <laughs> and so, I feel like one it all really fits, like where I am mentally today,
0: yeah. and what I'm focused on getting. So yeah. So I want to. the video is um, really cute. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. The, the the imagination. I can only imagine when because it's when when you reach the point where you have even more backing behind you you know what you'll <laughs> be able to do because already <laughs> already by yourself you know you've been able to make you know some really creative decisions uh i wanted to go a little bit if you're okay for us to go a little bit back into the depression piece that you were talking about mm, um, with sure. this being uh, a mental health podcast I want to, you know, dive a little deeper into just, you know, so the Misfit Universe, for once again, anyone who may be feeling the way that you felt or are feeling, what was that like for you? What did that depression, that space in that particular moment of those months, what did that look like for you? Um, 2019, I was, you know, transitioning from like
2: being 29 to my 30s. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why my generation put so much pressure on, um where you should be in life when you hit thirty or like what you should have done already for yourself. And so I think with that mindset and, you know, scrolling through social media every morning, every night, every day, um, seeing other boys in my age group, whatever, have these fancy cars, they have their own house, they have like all these expensive clothes that I can't even like pronounce. And I'm like, how come I don't have that? Why don't I You know, happy things. Why don't I have these people liking my pictures like that, or telling me that I'm, you know, amazing or whatever? And so, I really got wrapped up in everyone else's fantasy and everyone else's expectations of where I should be and who I should be and how I should be that. And so, I kind of recoiled from being everyone's faces because I I didn't, I didn't know who I was at the point. I was like, why am I even here? Why am I doing what I do? Why do I make music? Why do I dress the way I dress? Why do I talk like I do? I just kind of need some time off to like ground myself and the people who I know love me genuinely. Like I spend a lot of time with my sisters. Um, They really inspire me. They love me so much unconditionally. Like no matter what I want to do, like they've never judged me. And so I spend a lot of time with them because that's where I needed to be. I needed to, I guess I need the reassurance a little bit and I also need to remind myself stuff like I'm not alone. Yeah. No matter how no matter how many times I've been like huge spaces with all these people, I've always felt alone, but I know that I'm not alone. I know that I am loved. I know that I am worthy. I know that I am uh gifted. And so I needed that time to just kind of find myself. No matter like even though I it, it sounds cheesy because I am like, oh well, I'm older, I should know who I am by now, but there's never a date, there's never a time stamp on finding yourself and finding what makes you happy and what makes you you overall so I, I needed that space and I think with my depression I just was lost really just lost and I didn't I didn't know how to I, I didn't I was too prideful to tell people I don't know what I'm doing right now mm. I'm lost I'm confused I'm scared I was I was so afraid of what people would think about me if I was open up and like to say that I needed help or mm. I needed a friend because there are a lot of times where we stay up at night and we just think to ourselves and we overthink everything and we're afraid to reach out to people who love us because we don't want them to think we don't want them to worry about us.
0: but you know that's just where i was in life and how did you get out of it like before you got to the point where you were ready to get back into the studio what was it that rose you out of the muck and mire of where you were um
2: i wrote a lot of mantras and a lot of meditation. um a lot of studying from like what inspires me, like the people inspired me, like you know Sasha Banks, like, Nicki Minaj, things like that, and um, you know my sisters really inspired me because I know like they they don't see me as weak, they don't see me as stupid, they don't see me as ugly or whatever, they just see me as I'm their loving brother, I'm drawn, you know. So um, every day I look in the mirror and I tell myself, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're strong. You are badass, like, you know. And I came up with, my name is Tokyo Omega and I'm here to save the world from my time. And I really feel like that's my mission in life is to save the world through my raps, through my crazy rants online. <laughs> 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 and, and like, that's, that's my purpose in life. I am, I am here to save the world. And I believe that I can, I can save someone's life just by being me.
0: Mm, that part, yeah. that part. Yeah. I can save someone's <laughs> life just by being me. Whew. Okay. Yeah. We're going to use that. We're going to use that one promoting. Absolutely. That's a good look. That's a good look. Okay. So this kind of ties in to what you were just saying, but uh, I always like to end by asking whoever I'm interviewing, uh, what do you believe is the best way for you to heal? Like in daily practices of healing yourself, uh, what does that look like for you? take at least five to ten minutes away to
2: meditate no phone no tv no music or sometimes music helps Mm -hmm. but a quiet space to just gather my thoughts and whether i want to reflect on my past whether i want to daydream about my future like just that quiet space to myself that little time just to gather me because a lot of times i get lost in my phone or i get Mm -hmm. lost in um trying to catch up with everyone and trying to like do this and do that to make other people happy but you really need that alone time to just be you and gather you and love on you and respect yourself and build yourself up you know so meditation was a huge help for me
0: nice okay so but before i get into how the misfits can walk with you is there anything else that you wanted us to discuss um i have new
2: music coming out soon i hope you guys you know, follow and don't mind my craziness online. I'm i am <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a dope artist. If you don't want to follow, follow me on like certain
0: social media, I understand. But please keep up with the art, at least. <laughs> so do do we have like a time frame for when the new music is coming out? I ain't trying to put you on the spot enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a date, but it will be during this winter before like things warm up. I do have a new song coming out. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm still working on my album right now come on album yeah, yeah okay I'm not gonna put push- because <laughs> now you got me like how many songs is it gonna be <laughs> um we love exclusives I, at the healing space
2: <laughs> I am pushing for 14 tracks nice I want to you like the old school like because people don't put out albums anymore they, they just don't. put out
0: singles and little EPs I want to give you an album I want to yes. be you know 14 is a sweet spot, too, because you're not giving an EP and you're not being Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That part.
0: That part. Have us listening to an album for one month. Seriously. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So if the Misfit Universe wants to walk with you on social media, where would they be able to find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram
2: at Hey Tokyo, H E Y T O K Y O. Or um, you know, on Facebook, I have a fan page, uh, Facebook.com slash Hey Tokyo. Or um, my YouTube, YouTube.com slash C slash Tokyo Omega.
0: Nice. Thank you so much for being on the healing space. You cannot Thank let you. this be the last time you're here. Most <laughs> <best>. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when the new album comes out, we need to have you back on here. I would love that. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. I appreciate you. Love you to life. And I'll talk to you later. Love that. Peace. All right, Misfits. We'll be right back.
1: And well connected. Yo, I just bought me a necklace and forgot who I was texting. Used to care what they think, now I'm thinking about breakfast. Walk into a crowded room and leave a haters so reckless. Clouded minds wanna shade my shine, but I'm alright, I'ma be just fine. I'ma still get mine. I see that fraud shit online, like, boy, quit lying. I ain't do shit's lying, but this is my empire, hurt you on the down low, man that tea is expired, I'm funny with them punchlines, rest in peace Richard Pryor, icon in the making, I'll remain unshaken, like the big bad wolf I'm trying to bring home the bacon, local niggas won't support a future global nigga, like they don't see my potential, they need my vocals nigga, but I ain't mad, I'ma let y'all sleep, so stay quiet when a real one speak, you weak sheep, But they go low. I'ma try to take the high road When they go low I'ma try to take the high road But y'all gon' make me tell you about yourself one time Y'all might really need my help one time Might have to hit you and get just one time Y'all gon' show me some respect one time So don't make me snap, make me lose my mind Make me step out of my element like one good time If we in rocks, don't hide them hands I'ma smack you and your fake ass friends Don't make me tell you again Action figure ninja, but I don't play though I fold these soft niggas up like Play-Doh Flossin' is my name Steve Austin Cause it's the bottom line when I stone cold say so When they go low, I'ma try to take the high road When they go low, I'ma try to take the high road But y'all gon' tell you about yourself one time Y'all might really need my help one time Might have to hit you in your chest one time Y'all gonna show me some respect one time You cannot bother me, no more apologies So when I go to fuck off, that ain't my problem, G Fuck all that funny acting shit, this ain't no comedy Keep it 100, y'all cannot handle my honesty See, I don't do it for the hype or the likes I just tell it how it is when I'm fucking right Everything I do, niggas wanna do it too But I can never let a hater walk a mile in my shoes Young Indigo, yes they call me Tokyo We internet friends, you don't really know me bro You ain't untouchable because you know my homie ho I keep it real boy, I am not Pinocchio When they go low, I'ma try to take the high road When they go low try to take the high road, but y'all gon' make me tell you about yourself one time, y'all might really need my help one time, might have to hit you and get chest one time, y'all gon' show me some respect one time.
0: little Luther Vandross, some Sam Cooke, a bit of Donny Hathaway, and you'll get something that sounds like soul. Troy Soul Edler, a native Washingtonian, grew up singing in church with his mom and listening to his dad's old soul records, and after a whole lot of choir singing and open mics, he broke loose and went at it solo. Since then, he's released his debut CD, Song of Solomon, book one, produced by Reg Jones and Cootie Mack of Zway, Bolamarge Entertainment, and has hit the stage with dozens of artists from Mint Condition, to Eric Roberson, to Layla Hathaway, and so many more. Currently, he performs supporting vocals for several artists, including Mesa, Phil Perry, and Selena Johnson. Soul recently released his sophomore CD entitled Upfront, with producer jazz percussionist ernest ec3 coleman and rhythm universal records you can catch his classic single step further on whur 96.3 and xm serious radio while his new single i want you in my life is currently playing internationally walk with him everywhere at soul edler and keep your eye out for him as he performs with the three-time Whammy award-winning acapella group, Reverb. I loved this conversation as much as I loved Tokyo Omega. I lucked out with having some great brothers on this episode of THS. <laughs> so please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Saul Adler, Misfit Universe. Misfit Universe. We are here with my dear friend, my brother, Mr. Soul Adler, (laughs) and I'm falling out right now because y'all know I'm I'm always transparent with y'all. We just spent the last half an hour recording an interview, and I did not press record.
4: (laughs) So we actually were not recording.
0: We were... (laughs) Right, rehearsing. right, I'm sorry, we were rehearsing, right, because <laughs> so I didn't press record, so we weren't,
4: <laughs> we had a, we had an interview rehearsal,
0: right, <laughs> where, where I asked the hard-hitting questions that you all will never hear, that
4: you, you will never hear
0: it, <laughs> not
4: those responses,
0: <laughs> oh, okay, so some of it I can remember, so I know how we started off and we had started off by me asking you about how long we've known each other so it's it's been a minute you know yeah i've i've known you for pretty much my entire adult life right (laughs) i I had to think about that i was like i met you when i was 23 yeah and i'm 41 now (sighs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah that's about right and i was in my late 20s so i was probably like that was 20, 20. yeah i was like 27 oh my mm-hmm. god
0: <laughs> oh my god listen Jesus. listen a life <laughs> many, the whole life, many many experiences many many experiences.
4: many many experiences
0: <laughs> Yeah, because I was talking to Ian about that, and I was like, "It's amazing how you know." Because everybody always has these things to say about social media, but I'm like, some of my greatest friendships have come off of social media. Absolutely. And I, I met the two of you on Black Planet. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely cannot think. I can't
4: imagine. For example, I can't imagine my life with we hadn't met. Yes. Because of all of the things, all the tributaries, tributaries, tributaries that have formed out of our friendship.
0: Yes so yeah yes it's It's one of those things when i think about um layla hathaway in the pink room if it wasn't for you good i wouldn't know half of the (laughs) threadheads. like they're they're half of our life right
4: (laughs) right and we've been taught and and that's the crazy thing about you know a group like that the people that we met from the pink room we have their their family at this point absolutely And we talk constantly and we have been talking constantly for 17
0: years. Yes. And it's mind blowing to think that we've seen marriages. We've seen damn near all the the babies. (laughs)
4: We've we've seen marriages. We've seen divorces. Right. We've seen babies. I was just looking at the card um, with Micah and Ella. Yeah the other day and I'm like I remember the last time I physically saw them was at Lucky Strikes in DC
0: and they were this tall. They were listen that part. That and part. Now they're twice my height. Speaking of which L- Kellen, same thing.
4: <laughs> like, well, look, Kellen, Kellen was already almost as tall as I was. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you can put me in Kellen's pocket.
0: I swear. Oh, okay. So we're, we're talking like way over so many people's heads, yeah. right? Now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Misfits. Sorry. This is, this is what happens when you have a friendship that's been this long. You get into these kind of conversations. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you first, and, and by the way, Misfit Universe, this is straight up going to be a conversation. So it's not going to be all straight laced and everything. So, but y'all know how I do. So when when it comes to your gift, <clears throat> how does your gift impact your life on a day to day basis how does it show up for you
4: um, it's a good question um, on a day to day it's interesting because the older I get um, it's less about my gift and I guess more so about my uh, connection to music mm-hmm. Um, I've never been the type to like, just walk around the house singing all day or nothing like that, Yeah. but I'm constantly listening to music, um, and singing along and, you know, just kind of submerging myself, myself in music on a day, daily basis, day in, day out. Um, for the past two weeks, I have been listening to Alex Isley nonstop, um, just because it's comfortable, you know, it's, it, it feels good to my spirit. Um, so, you know, it's like, literally, I I just left church, put put on my Alex Isley albums and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of bathing in Alex Isley. So my gift as far as singing is not necessarily something that I just walk around the house doing all day, every day, but I'm always tapped into it somehow. And the music is always there all the time. I was, I actually found a word and it's somewhere in my phone, but there's a word for people that have to listen to music all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Yes.
3: <laughs> um,
4: I'm not, I'm not much of a TV watcher. I, but I'm playing music all the time. Yeah. And um, if it's not music, it's silence.
0: Mm, that's real. I love silence, that's my God. Real... Listen, I love, is that a Scorpio thing? It I might love be. silence. <laughs> Cause Ooh. I know you're the same way. I, I,
4: can, I just house sat for some friends of mine um for like almost a week and a half yeah and they were like you know the coast to the tv this tv has this this tv has that blah, blah 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 i didn't turn the tv on the whole time i was there i was either sitting there
0: listening to music or sitting in silence i was telling I got, um i got I was, enough going on right hello hello and that's where i'm working to get myself back to uh because like i was talking to one of my friends in uh in my dms on instagram and there was a picture I posted of a character that I created, but all mm-hmm. I did was, and I know you don't understand this, Lord knows you, you're drawing tail, but there was a character that I created, but it was like, what, what do they call it, like, a uh, uh, character generators or whatever on Facebook?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but he thought that I had drawn that character. And I was like, no, I said, but I used to. And I was like, I don't think any of y'all even know that. And he was like, you used to draw? I said, when I was younger, I did. I have no idea why I stopped. And he was like, Mm -hmm. so what makes you think that you still can't? And I was like, other than the fact that I haven't attempted, who knows?
4: Yeah, there's nothing that says that you can't.
0: Listen, and I would much rather do that than to listen to television, news, any of that stuff. Like, I'm- Do it, just do it. Listen, I wanna get back into reading more and I'm doing a pretty good job of that. I have four books right now, but Mm -hmm. here's here's the problem with Raven. Raven needs to learn how to do things one by one. Like I have a PlayStation. I have eight different games that I've never beaten. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly going back and forth between all of them and not finishing one. I have Mm. books. I have two books on Audible now and two physical books. And it's like, dude, finish one. (laughs) Stop trying to go ahead.
4: So it wouldn't it wouldn't benefit you to kind of like actually plan out how you're going to and
0: and that's the problem i'm a huge planner or so like it I'm, is my, go ahead okay no no go ahead yeah I, I, the 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 virgo parts of my natal chart <laughs> the organization is serious it's very yeah serious. that's what i was gonna say but i i like i'm a calendar person you know every my, my phone my work my work phone and personal phone has everything broken down the yeah. thing is I don't listen to it so that's the problem like it'll pop up and i'm like yeah but i'm doing two other things over here so i can't really get to that right now so yeah and in the get year it. of what i call the year of lessons that's a lesson i'm working on learning that right get be. it so i wanted you to uh just quickly call off for the misfits because this is leading into another question i wanted to ask you if you could call up some of the artists that you've worked with over time just a few, cause Lord knows you've worked with many. So, <laughs> just, just a few, just to let people know, you know, because I'll speak for you. I'll speak for how amazing your career has been. <laughs> listen, listen, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you see his face. He ain't nobody. <laughs> yes, hashtag. So, so who are some of the great artists that you've worked with? All of them. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, look, as if I'm being real, that ain't, that's not <laughs> No, um, the ones, the pillars that I can, you know, think of, of right at the top of my head, definitely Eric Roberson.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, if not for him, who knows where my career would be. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Layla Hathaway, those two, were like the first major pillars in, as far as me having a platform and me being able to perform with people of that caliber yeah. and sing to their audiences and be introduced as as an artist myself to their audiences. Um, definitely Mesa, mm-hmm. Mesa, who has oh my God! I don't have the words. I can almost. I can almost get emotional just talking about. Oh, <laughs> she's she's just everything to me, and it is such a joy, not only to have performed with her and make music with her as much as I have, but to still be doing it.
0: Yeah,
4: um, and to know that I know what I'm getting when I, you know, when I get a call from Macy to say, "Okay, we're doing this show, we're doing this show." Oh, thank God! You know, it's always just a wonderful experience. Um, Phil Perry. Mm-hmm. Um. Angela Winbush, mm-hmm. Selena Johnson. Um, these are the people who I've you know done the most consistent work with, and it's just they have all been wonderful experiences. Yeah, um, like I can remember, like people there are people specifically people like Layla and Angela, especially. These were people who I really connected with when I was younger. Yeah, and just musically, just as artists, and I would have never thought. That I would not only be able to perform with them, but be, I, I would be able to, you know, call them a friend or, yeah. you know, that's crazy. You know, yeah. I grew up listening to Renee and Angela. And then for me to be, I remember the first, the first gig I actually did with her, I was so nervous. And she went to Howard University with Richard Smallwood,
3: mm-hmm. who I'm
4: friends with. And so, you know, she was like, "You know, I know about you already, you know, from Richard blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "No, no, no." <laughs> like, I was just I was just so starstruck and nervous to, to even be performing with her. Yeah. But um it's been is it an amazing blessing. And it's just it's it's just a perspective thing like, you know, you ne- never really know where your life is going to lead you yeah, or what position that part. it's going to put you in. Which and you know, there's a Bible scripture um, that talks about how your gift will make room for you. Yeah, um, and it's one of those things you just have to kind of put your gift on like shoes and just start walking and let what's gonna happen happen. So yeah. So those, it's... but yeah, that's, that, those are some
0: of those artists that really just kind of stick out. That's absolutely me. perfect though, because you ended that talking about a Bible scripture and I wanted to get into Song of (laughs) Asylum. So I'm like, okay, he's talking about all of these people, but I wanted it to lead into you in your own solo career because there are a lot of people that you've worked with. However, you are a solo independent artist as well. And so I wanted to talk about your journey. So what has your particular journey as a solo artist been like? So that's part one, part one of a two part question. What has your journey been like and how has working with all of these other artists impacted you as a solo artist?
4: Um, it's interesting because if you if you pay attention to like the industry and how it works and how celebrity works and how artists works and all that kind of stuff, you will find that most people discourage being an artist as well as being a part of a band, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, especially with singing. It's very not the thing to yeah. be a solo artist out front and still do background work, singing background for other artists. That's not what people do. Right. When's the last time you saw Usher singing background for somebody? <laughs> you know, when's the last time you saw Brandy singing background for somebody? Um so that's you know that's just not something that happens in the industry, you know, out in front of everybody. But it's I've I've always felt very at home in both places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I have to do what is you know was is right and natural for me as an artist yeah so until somebody signs me to a deal that restricts me from singing background <laughs> and pays me money worth me not doing it <laughs> right um, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do what i want to do as a singer um what's always most important to me as a singer and as an artist is just being a part of the music i was never the type of person who had to be in the attention spot I never had to be up front. I can do it and I enjoy doing it, but I also enjoy mostly just being a part of the music. So put me in the harmony, put me in part of the band, making the music just so you know, a a line in the scale and I'm good. I'm having a good time. Um, But they definitely help each other. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm singing background, I have a better understanding of what the person up front needs. Um, I've sang with a lot of different artists, different genres, all that kind of stuff, and so I've learned to be versatile.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I've learned to be um, kind of a, a vocal chameleon when I have to. You know, I will be with somebody one in one place doing a good gospel alto if I have to, and then I'm going to be over here doing some bass if I have to for you know for this jazz artist or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's always good. Because it kind of stretches you out as a as a musician, Um, but like I said, it kind of you doing it, being up in the front, and then going to the background, you have a better understanding of what the person up front needs. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, being up front, you understand what what happens behind you and what takes Mm -hmm. place. You have a better way of communicating. Okay, this is what I need right here. Um, This is you know what has to take place here. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where you have leaders who have never followed, so they mm-hmm. are not good leaders. And being a singer who has sang background makes you a good front singer. So yeah. I think they help each other out. And I'm I'm grateful
0: to constantly be doing both, you know, going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Getting to know all of you guys in DC gave me a whole new appreciation for vocal support from you to Sean to Trey to Rona, like watching all of you and the way that you all supported each other while also being your own solo artists. It's yeah. been beautiful to see, you know, because you you like right then and there, you get to see what, you, to what you're talking about as far as how you can operate in the front and where you are in the back and having an understanding of both. So it makes for, you know, beautiful performances. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, and that, that's something that, they don't have on tv they, you don't show that on tv like you don't see singers who are friends yeah and who turn around and support each other in that way you know yeah. that's just it's it's it happens yeah. you know and it's very natural for us to do those kinds of things but it's not the kind of thing that you know makes shows or <laughs> makes tours or anything like right that. but <laughs> it happens and we all get a great joy out of being able to support each other in that way um, I have basically threatened my friends, like, don't you even think. <laughs> like, I remember when, when Sean first started doing his shows, I was like, yes, yeah, so don't even think. Right. I know, you, I know you know a lot of singers. I know you went to school with a lot of singers and whatnot, but don't you even think. <laughs> you know, ever since I started singing with Trey, I've been like, don't you listen. Don't even think. Okay. <laughs> don't even think about having shows and having live background singers and me not be one of them unless you know that's the conversation that we have and you want to go a different route right. and, and and my friends who sing with me they are the same way that's how David is that's how Rona is they like listen what you, where you, so you are you going? Know and deal. I'm not there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people like, yeah, they're protective. I've had people who have be like, you know, are, if you ever looking for background singers, you know, let me know. I'm like, I really appreciate that. However,
0: <laughs> sorry, the spots are already spoken for. There, yeah. there, there
4: is a wall that you're going to. There's a course that you're going to have to get through. You have to dunk some bullets because the solets don't play. You know. Yeah, soul lets. So, <laughs> uh, you know it's a joy to to be able to say that you know people love performing with you or that you love performing with these people and these are your friends and yeah. they're amazing artists that's it's a, you know, a good place to be i don't care if we're not on every network or touring all over the world it's a good time
0: Yeah, i um i had another question but i'll get to that uh, after i ask this one from the conversation that we just had So, you know, um, speaking, 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 you know, you spoke of Mesa earlier and Uh um, in the previous recording, we talked about how we're connected through so many different people and Mesa's manager is Troy Burton. Mm -hmm. So Troy uh, used to work at the UB Blake Center and he was the reason why my open mic storytellers ended up being there, of which I had a lot of my friends who were a part of my team who worked there. So another beauty of the connection that you and your friends have, uh, not only with singing with one another, you know, in different performances that you all have as solo artists, but you all came together for an open mic of your own called Thursday Bliss. And so I wanted you to speak about that because it, it feels like an evolution of what mm-hmm. we were just talking about as far as supporting one another. Because it's one thing to go into something as, this is soul, and like you said, the soul lets has... <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, this is my vision, and I'm thankful for all of you coming and helping with this. But Thursday Bliss, though, created by Sean, felt very much like a team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you were able to see that even in instances where Sean had to step away. It was like all of your babies, and you all yeah. took care of it just as seriously as he would. So what was that experience like for you? Cause it was a very different open mic experience.
4: Yeah, yeah. And the the crazy thing is, there was no plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Thursday Bliss, we would have celebrated, celebrated, excuse me, our um, our 10th year, Mm -hmm. I think, in 2020. Um, But that was not the plan. Like the original event that we had was merely Sean wanting to feature our friend Cynthia. because she had new music and she wanted to perform. So we just wanted to do something for her to feature. And we incorporated an open mic into it Yeah, um, at Bohemian Caverns, the historic yep. Bohemian Caverns. We miss you, Bohemian Caverns.
0: I um, loved that place. Yeah.
4: But so that's all it was in the beginning. But it was such a success that he was like, OK, well, let's do it again next month. Yeah. And that turned into 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and So, but yeah, like, you know, it was not a plan as to how we were going to do it. It became what it became. Um, we were all singers who, the mission of Thursday Bliss was basically reclaim your passion. So mm-hmm. it was a place where people like us could come and sing just because we liked to sing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a gig. Uh, it wasn't, you know, a show or promoting this. or promoting, We just wanted to come and sing. And it was a joy for somebody to go up there and just sing. And then a few of us hop on the background mics. Like, oh, I know this song. I love this song. Yeah. And, you know, just sing the background. That's just, how, that's how it worked. And that's how it happened. And it just went from there. And it turned out there were a lot of people who liked either being a part of that mix or who liked coming to see it happen. Yeah. Um, it got to the point where people were like, Y'all didn't rehearse that like that wasn't that wasn't a show like no we just come here and this is what we do and yeah so it kind of grew into something to the point where we had to establish a team yeah (laughs) and we had to have someone in charge of publicity in charge of facilities in charge of musical direction like we it got to that point And it was a good problem to have and then we had people who wanted to collaborate with us and we were able to pull in this feature and that feature and do this theme and that theme. that just kind of came yeah from you know just kind of being open and wanting to showcase um a friend of ours and her talent and it wound up us featuring a bunch of our friends (laughs) and a bunch of their talent (laughs) so yeah we can't wait for things to open back up so we can get things started we pretty much stopped everything cold. I remember we were about to have, I think it was a D'Angelo tribute. Whoo in in March. And, and we had we rescheduled initially because quarantine started. And then we were like, okay, we'll reschedule for next month mar- next month when everything opens up and it never opened enough. Right. Right. <laughs> so at some point you all will get to Thursday Bliss D'Angelo
0: Tribute. I don't know. I, I don't know when. But it,
4: it's coming. But yes, it, we'll be- it
0: was so interesting when the pandemic first started, and there were so many people that were like, "Okay, so we can't do it for March, but join us in April whenever." It does, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we'll, we'll do it next month. We'll do it, and then we'll, oh, we'll do it the month
4: after. Then. And then, okay, we'll do it next season. Next,
0: right, right. <laughs>
4: okay, next year.
0: <laughs> exactly. I was, I was about to say, and then once September hit, it was like, wow. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to you.
4: We'll get back to you. It was a date.
0: You know, <laughs> just just go ahead about living, and, just, <laughs> and then just we'll go get back to like you. you're on the mailing list, right?
4: Okay, all right, all right. you got
3: you.
4: You follow us on social media, right? Okay,
3: you
0: got you. Uh, Okay, pivoting a little bit into the uh the mental health piece. Okay, how has your gift shown up for you in regards to mental health? What has that journey been like? Um. Well, i didn't admission. i didn't ask that question already did i <laughs> you asked something you asked something I'm then gonna, wait in, the, in <laughs> the rehearsal oh in the rehearsal okay <laughs> i was making sure i didn't ask it earlier with this one i'm like that rehearsal didn't mess me up <laughs>
4: yeah yeah that rehearsal jacked us up. <laughs> but no so um as far as how my gift has impacted my mental health um there I, it's funny i didn't go this i didn't go here when we talked about this before but i'm going here now nice. um as as an artist and a creative individual um and this is for all of us you know we living in the world that we live in sometimes we find ourselves in vocations that are not in the same lane as our art form
3: mm-hmm.
4: or our passion um so yeah there was a time when i was doing this and doing that and doing this to make a living um but I remember, and I won't even go into what actual profession it was, because I don't want it to seem like this, there's something wrong with the profession. Right. It just wasn't a place. It wasn't where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I can remember being in a profession that affected my sanity and my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very depressed. Um, I contemplated suicide, everything. Um, and that's when I, I was losing my hair, all of that stuff. And I I remember when I had to kind of take a turn and be more serious about what it was I believe my purpose was Um, whether it was my art whether it was you know my gift whatever you want to call it I realized that I could not keep doing that my life actually depended on it my life depended on me tapping into my art and my purpose and um, like I did say earlier, I sing because it makes me happy and it keeps me sane. Um, I'm blessed to be able to make a living doing it. Mm-hmm. I, made, I made the decision, I want to say maybe like five, awesome. maybe more years ago, to do music full time. Yeah. Um, but that was on the heels of many years as a contract paralegal and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when the opportunity presented itself for me to do music full time, I took that took that opportunity but i I say that to say i'm blessed to be able to fall back on my gift and make a living out of it um because i don't know what i would do if you know if i wasn't able to do it the way i do it yeah Um, it makes me happy it keeps me sane. and i would do it for free i have done it for free um but the fact that it's worth being compensated for is a blessing Mm -hmm. um so yeah and of course that helps <laughs> that helps with sanity too you know right. being able to, 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 to do what you love and pay your bills that, that comes in handy but um but yeah uh, singing and making music and just being creative and being an artist in general is my life's blood um i wake up doing it i go to sleep doing it um it's amazing to surround yourself with people who love it and you know Galvanize it the way you do and metabolize it the way you do and that it just keeps me going that keeps me sane keeps me happy um, So yeah, that's where my mental health <laughs> Comes in it. I don't I don't know if I would have any <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> If I couldn't do what I do
0: so staying in the in the realm of mental health Going back to what it was that you were saying in regards to you know about five years now that you've been doing music full-time for the misfit universe who's listening right now, those within the universe who are interested in that and are a little afraid mm-hmm. to go in that direction, how did you reach that point? And if there are issues that they're dealing with as far as their mental health and mentally being able to wrap their mind around it, and the stress that comes with wanting to make that decision, what's some advice that you could give?
4: Um, well, I will say that, and this is, I, I don't want this to come off as as a means of more stress, but there's no real roadmap. Like it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, every everybody's gifts are different, and the lanes that your gift will put you in, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, you know, some people will find themselves more inclined to songwriting, or some people will find themselves more inclined to performance. Some people will have amazing memorization capabilities, so they can, for example, be a part of a, a very successful cover band. Because they can memorize all of this music, (laughs) excuse me, and execute it and perform it. And other people, that might not be your strength. You might be better in the studio, you know, doing demo vocals, that kind of thing. There's, I I will say that there are a plethora of lanes that you can, you know, try out and see what works for you as a singer, as an artist, as a songwriter, what have you. Um, So I would say be open. Well, first, first, I would say, be honest with yourself. Um, if do you love? Is it something that you can see yourself pouring all of yourself into? Because it's like teaching. If you don't love it, you probably shouldn't do it. Mm. It's gonna eat. It's gonna eat you alive. Um, because in addition to the music and in addition to the artistry, there is the industry. Yeah, and it's you kind of can't get away from it. So if you can't deal with Excuse my French. The bullshit once in a while, mm-hmm. then y- you know it's you're gonna waste your time. Um, so be honest with yourself, and if you love it, commit to it. Do what you can to make your craft as you know as good as it can be. Whether it's you know singing or what have you, do what you can to improve upon your craft and make your craft you know good enough to where you can do it professionally, um, and then be open to you know, the different opportunities, the different ideas. some stuff is gonna pay you some stuff isn't mm-hmm. you know, not directly. you know sometimes you're gonna have to do a gig and you might not make the money that you make, but you might make the right connection that's gonna lead you to something else or you might meet the musician who is gonna help you compose your first project. you know you have to be open to that kind of thing
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Um, so yeah, so be honest with yourself, be open and I always tell people all the time put yourself out there Um, regardless of what you have to do There's, um, I tell people all the time I've always been a huge Faith Evans fan Mm -hmm.
0: because
4: there was a time when everywhere I turned Faith was everywhere she was releasing the project she was singing background for this person she was arranging backgrounds for this person she was doing a cameo with this person she was here she was here she was here she was all over the place and that really kind of impacted me because I was like I can put myself wherever I want to mm-hmm. um, and I, it, there I, you know and that goes back to a scripture too I forget how it's worded exactly but it's basically it basically says that whatever you believe that you were meant to do be found doing it mm. You know, if you are if you love sweeping floors and you can't do nothing but sweep floors and you love doing it, then when people see you, you should be sweeping floors. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for me, it was singing. I wanted to sing all the time. I wanted to. I wanted people to understand that that's what I live to do. Yeah. So every time you turned around, I would be singing somewhere or be singing with somebody, and I'm still that way. I'm still that way because I feel like there are still opportunities and doors and people who need to see me doing what I'm doing and that kind of thing. So you will see me singing here, singing here, singing up front here, singing background right there, singing in that ensemble, singing yeah. in that studio session, singing at this funeral, singing at that wedding, singing with this agency band. You know, I'm doing it all because that's, that's what I do. That's who I am.
3: Yeah. So I yeah, want yeah. to
4: be found doing what I'm doing because I believe that's the road both to success and to happiness in my gift mm. so, yeah I, that's my last bit of advice be found doing what you what you believe that you're supposed to be doing and Ooh. that way people they won't doubt that that's what you're about and you can't help but get better at what you're
0: doing and what you say you do by doing it all the, the time so yeah mm. when deacon Edla speaks sure. <laughs> when he speaks
4: deacon Edla has spoken <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Fitz. I'm sorry. I... No, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Come on now, this is called the healing space. <laughs> you up in here healing people? <laughs> I'm not going I'm not gonna steal you wrong. <laughs> saying what I know. <laughs> So, my last question for you, and and Misfits, for the record, I don't think we reached the last question last time, because I realized that I wasn't recording. (laughs) Oh. So, my my final question for you, Mr. Soul, is what is your day-to-day healing practice? What does healing look like for you? Mm. Come on, thought. (laughs) Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's funny because part of that thought is part of my healing practice and we talked about that too yeah silence mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for me i am an ambivert and for those of you who do not know what that means that means that while i am very proficient at being extroverted and being in you know out and about and being around people and this and that and blah 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 blah, blah having a good time i love people love people but but uh, i equal parts introvert and that means that I can be at home by myself, alone in silence for days come
0: on, come on, be,
4: for days for days and be perfectly fine Speak my um, life. and that is not that's not shade or you know, anything to the people in my life right. that's just how I operate and um, I have enough going on right here and right here mm-hmm. to where I'm I'm full and occupied Yeah, just in my room by myself. um, But part of my healing space, I tell people all the time, I compare myself to a cordless phone. Like, you can take me off that base and walk around the house and use me up and everything. But at some point, I got to go back on that base and charge. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. (laughs) So every day, I need charging time. Um, Every day, I need alone time. And it's a journey because you have to recognize that about yourself and then get to the point where you're you're not apologetic about it yeah that part um you know i'm an empath so being around a lot of emotions i take on people's emotions um i take on people's joys and people's pains in a way that i don't always intend to yes um, speak my that, life, speak my life. <laughs> it, it's, it sticks on you. It weighs on you. And that's the good thing and the bad thing. You know, it's good because it helps you, you know, be connected to the people who you love. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to learn how to go off to yourself and don't. Absolutely. You, there we go. You know, you have to empty it all out of your spirit and off of your, your mind and all that kind of stuff. So every day I have time to myself that I don't apologize for some days more so than others. Mm mm-hmm. Um, when I come out of my room and come and sit around you, I'm good. Right. But if, but if I don't, it's a oh no, Nothing, no say to you. I'm just, I'm still dumping. Ooh. I'm still tending my garden and getting my own spirit together and getting my own mind together and, you know, praying and, and meditating and, or doing whatever the hell I have to do Yeah. to, to be my best me for you or yeah, for, you know, yeah, yeah. for everyone else. So yeah, that's Ooh. my my day to day. I have things
0: that I just do to myself to be my best me. If I could've had you around with some of my roommates in the past, so you could've just, cause they just swore it was just me. Like I'm anti-social and all that stuff. I'm it's like, not. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> when I come back in the house from whatever I've been doing, first of all, especially when I lived in New York, when I lived in New York, my full time was being a life coach.
4: So I'm yeah. like,
0: I'm regularly taking people you, pouring into me. <laughs> you need to dump multiple
4: times a day. Listen, <laughs> sheesh. Listen, because people, what people don't understand is that that is being an empath in that way. It's it, it's it's a life thing. Like you, you can literally lose yourself. Yep. Come on, if Come you. On don't properly take inventory consistently and constantly. Yes. And the sad part is, well, not the sad part, but the, the tricky part, the karmic part, I guess you mm-hmm. want to call it, is that as sensitive as we are, we love to be of assistance and, you know, be a help to people.
0: Absolutely.
4: So it's like, we love jumping in the fire. That's what we are built for to help people go. in the fire. But mm-hmm. then we have to be careful that we don't burn up
0: ourselves in
4: the process. I
0: so, yeah. I, I call myself uh, a forever phoenix, and mm. I'm like I am constantly burning mm-hmm. and being reborn again. <laughs> and it's like being the kind of personalities that we are. It, it just comes with it. It just know? comes with it. Um, but it takes time, um, maturity, in yes. some instances, age. You yes. really get to a point where you understand that, you know yes. because you could become very bitter, yes and, and very nasty toward people if you don't understand the, the truth of the blessing that you're operating in yes. and, and learning to see it as a blessing because there are some people who have said a blessing and a curse, and I'm like I'm always real careful with that you know cuz i'm like mm-hmm. when i was younger i absolutely saw it as both you know it was like a mm-hmm. gift and curse and then like, damn a while, damn like, damn right <laughs> and, and after a while i was like well there's no curse in it it's just learning how to operate properly in the gift and the blessing yeah you and know? that's
4: a, like that's a journey there are people like people who are going to be listening who don't understand who they are and that they don't understand this truth about themselves and yeah Give yourself time, give yourself space to learn this and understand that about yourself. The more at peace you come with it, the more you learn about it, the more you understand how it identifies you and the part of it, a part of it that is you.
3: Yeah.
4: You learn to come to peace with with all of that. But it is the journey. Yes. And it really literally is everything you said. It takes time. It takes, you know, all and it it looks different for everyone. And it looks different for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a blessing. Is yes, speak. I for, for me, you know, you know me, I'm I have uh, the superhero mentality. So Come for on. me that's that's my hero. I get to be a hero.
0: You know? Oh so, nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> 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 For you Misfits who don't know, this would end up being a three-hour conversation. Three hours. <laughs> I told him. I was like, listen,
4: log me in for three hours.
0: Go ahead, because we will run these Scorpio mouths. Okay. <laughs> so if the Misfit universe wants to walk with you on social media um, and and wherever, you know, where would they be able to walk with you? Well, I mean, um, with with COVID going on, I'm, I'm guessing there's not too many places outside apart. of social me, media, right? Yeah, <laughs> give, give me six feet, give me six feet.
4: Put on your mask. <laughs> but no, they can they can follow me at Soul Edler. I think everywhere, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, I'll be tweeting a whole lot. But you know, I've been the the I I. That trump uh, <laughs> I, i'd be lighting him up oh my god i lit him up one day i was like say something sir <laughs> he, he pulled something out of me on twitter it was like it was literally six tweets long and i've done that like three or four times but yeah so Etso edler um you can pretty much just google that and it'll tell you instagram um uh, uh, Reverb Nation. I have music on Reverb Nation, um, Twitter, on Facebook. Troy Soul Edler, and then um, my music is on uh, Apple Music, and I'm on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just do the Soul Edler thingy, and Listen. it'll pull me up. Now I have a new, my, my latest project. Um, I kind of changed my performance name a little bit. So instead of Soul Edler, it's just Soul with an exclamation mark. Mm -hmm. So if you go on Apple Music and you want to hear my latest project, which is entitled Upfront, then just enter Soul, exclamation mark, and then Upfront, and it'll pull up my most recent album. I did that with EC3, a producer with Soul Vaccination Records, um, got that project out, and I've been working a lot with him lately on some other projects. So, yeah.
0: Listen, your your video for the first single from up front. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. They wasn't ready and neither was <laughs> I! <one's> on. <laughs> we got a little, you know, we
4: did a little, we went a little overboard. Listen, I was like, okay, I see you. See- <laughs> That's Scorpio, look, that Scorpio came out. I was right. like... <laughs> He was pouring milk in the bathtub, and pulling off robes in the bed, and it was a lot. And it's sad because, you know, as a Scorpio, you can just say, oh, you want me to take my clothes off? All right. right." right.
0: That's all you had to say. You're right. That's all you had to say.
4: There's no shame. Uh, you
0: know. We just here, you know, doing our thing. We just here, right. just getting right.
4: naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be singing praise and worship in the
0: morning. Yeah. Right. In right. <laughs> get into the balance. Get into the balance. I still love Jesus. Right. <laughs> I, I look. I love Jesus, but I just get naked a little bit. You know, right. I'm just going back to the way he brought me. He brought me uh, here. <laughs> he, this is he blessed y'all with this. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So it's taking it's taking four seasons for us to get you on here. We don't need it to be four more. So yes, we need sir. to have you back again soon. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm All very right. I'm
4: I'm I'm so proud of the healing space. I've just been watching the healing space
0: do what it does and it's wonderful. It, it's healing the people. It's healing. <laughs> I don't know why when you did that it reminded me of another Scorpio Whoopi Goldberg I don't know why it's healing the people I, I take that as a huge compliment as it should listen whoo that woman right there but again that's that a woman whole right that's a whole conversation you she said she's <laughs> not famous I'm <She's> famous <laughs> I
4: said yes you are ma'am <laughs> and there you have it yes you are and you're right, and she isn't. Well. And she
0: is not. <laughs> the longer a Scorpio is on this earth, the more reckless their mouth the, becomes. Ooh, <laughs> listen.
4: That's why I embrace getting older because <laughs> this right here. Nuggets ooh. and knives. Nuggets and knives.
0: Nuggets and knives. Maybe that should be the name of your next album. <laughs> yeah, nuggets and knives. <laughs> nuggets and knives. <laughs> You're going to catch all of them. Right, <laughs> you can catch all of it. you with a smile. Oh, right. <laughs> all right, Misfit Universe, because I'm sweating now. So we're gonna go I am homework. too. Look, so I'm a little blotters. Where are my blotters? <laughs> Who? We will be back with the couch, Misfits. <laughs>
5: But you let me know, that it's okay I fell into you, and you swept me away you. Even though I tried, right before my eyes Ooh, anyway. It's okay, that's the way That's the way that I feel It's about the way Above me, I close my eyes and feel your touch as we sail up to the sky above. We like then end. we drift apart again. And when I wake up from my and I feel you in my heart again. Like you hold me like I never felt. You hold me like nobody else.
0: okay misfits so we are back and now it is time for the new segment i've created called the couch where you misfits come and you sit down and you ask a brother questions and sensei sees how he can answer these questions for you um you know as i shared last week these questions can be thought-provoking they can be funny like just ask what you want to ask you know just know that even though this is a mental health podcast don't take mental health as i must be so serious that's not what it's about so if you decide that you want to be silly and ask me a silly question by all means let's have some fun so the first question this week comes from james and he asks hi sensei is there a such thing as meditating too much So I had to stop myself because I was like thinking too heavy about this. And I was like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, At least not for me. I don't want to be one of those people where when I read a question from one of you guys, I like sit with it, (laughs) haha, meditate on it um, for a long period of time. So uh, I told myself that I was going to um, not think about it too hard. Uh, however, by the time I said that, I'd already pulled up the Webster's Dictionary definition of it. So first, I'll say to James, anything done in excess will uh, always be uh, a little too much. So I'll start off with that first. Anything done in excess, including meditation, will be too much. So um, Webster's defines meditation as to engage in thought or contemplation, reflect to engage in transcendental meditation, devout religious contemplation, or spiritual introspection. And then there's this this one. To consider as something to be done or affected, intend, purpose. So, you have what most people consider to be meditation, which is, you know, sitting still, closing your eyes, chanting, all of those things. However, you can also meditate on the crossroads of life, you know meditate about the the government you know and and all of the things that go along with that Uh, so meditation takes a lot of different forms when I talk to people about walking meditation they're like that's a thing you know so the word meditation has a lot of different directions that you can go in with it and to answer your question a little bit more directly Uh, Other than saying anything that you do in excess will be a little too much. I myself, when it comes to meditating, I give myself a certain amount of time. So if we're talking about meditation where, you know, you're doing introspection, going into oneself and doing the work, uh, I give myself a certain amount of time to meditate. When I'm teaching my kids on campus, I always let them know that whether they're sitting with themselves or doing walking meditation the amount of time should be up to them we all should make a decision uh, of what is best for us however a lot of them often ask me to decide how long they should go and I tell them it should be anywhere from a half an hour to an hour and some of them say you know there's a possibility I may fall asleep and I'm like sleep is the best meditation so don't be afraid of that but don't go beyond that and for some people Even 30 minutes would be too much. Some people just need 15, you know? But be mindful of any form of meditation that you do, be mindful of going past a certain point because you can do the work, we can all do the work, but there's, if you're talking about meditation in an uh, introspective point of view, let's not go too deep all the time, you know? Be careful of the work that you're doing always be mindful of the work that you're doing we want to become our best selves that's very true but we have to pace ourselves as well you have to be patient with yourself please be patient with yourself so even though there are a lot of different directions to go in when you speak of meditation if we're talking about that particular form of meditation just be gentle with yourself just be soft don't feel as though you have to meditate constantly throughout the day and if you do give yourself minutes at a time you know maybe i'll meditate for two minutes and then keep it pushing i tell people all the time if you're at work and you really can't find the time to truly be still give yourself a minute of silence that can simply be going into the bathroom let's say you're somebody who works in a call center and you're constantly taking calls remove yourself go to the bathroom and in the time that you're in the bathroom. Allow yourself to have silence. No talking, just be with you, you know? In between calls, according to, you know, how fast those calls are coming through, take that minute to just pause, breathe, and then jump back into it again. But pace yourself, that's the most important thing. Pace yourself, show up for yourself, and don't go beyond what it is that you're comfortable with. Hope that helps, James. Thank you so much for asking. And then our next question is from Jermaine. And the question is, transitioning from 2020 into 2021, what was the lesson or lessons you've learned? This, of course, is hilarious because 2021 is the year of lessons. So how funny is that that he would ask? (laughs) What was the lesson or lessons that you've learned? Wow. Um, I believe I may have talked about this on... Last week's episode. However, the most important lesson that I learned in 2020 is to not be ashamed to speak openly about my mental health journey. Uh, as I talked about last week, a lot has changed since September in regards to my mental health. You know, uh, I'm in a very, very different space. The, you know, well, of course, before last week's episode the last time i talked to you guys i didn't have a therapist i didn't have a psychiatrist like a lot in my life has changed and i'm happy about it you know um i may have had a therapist i may have had a therapist i know i didn't have i don't believe i had my psychiatrist yet uh but talking about it is freeing you know talking about the fact that i'm on meds it's freeing because there's a certain level of shame that people are supposed to live with and that's across the board with a lot of different things a lot of different things people shame you for being different or being on a journey that's separate from what their journey is but i don't have any shame in it at all like it's it's weird to me it's as weird as the idea that being queer or transgender or non-binary it's weird to me the same way where people think that that's weird You know, Um, and not in a positive way because I love weirdness, but, you know, like like different in a negative type of way. I've never really understood that. I've never thought that being queer was wrong. I've never thought that it was anything that I should be ashamed of. I know that I'm in the minority when it comes to that, but just, you know, kind of doing my best to explain to you guys uh, the way that I see my mental health journey. I don't see any shame in sharing that. I am on my own particular path with my mental health I started taking meds at 40 years old with the exception of like a couple of weeks on Zoloft in my 20s that's never been my life ever you know for me it was all spiritual it was me and my relationship with God and my connection to the deeper as I call it but then it reached a point where it's like okay well The universe is telling you that it's beautiful that you've been on this particular journey however things change and i welcome that change no complaints you know nothing i don't feel ashamed i don't feel nervous talking to people about it it is what it is what am i ashamed of i feel so much better you know i started out in the fall on these particular meds that were for my anxiety They didn't do too good, and so I was like, okay, I don't like the side effects of this. My psychiatrist put me on other meds, and this is the best that I've felt in a really, really long time. I'm balanced. It's just the reality of things, you know? I was on the other side, where I was like, I'm completely against the idea, and I mean, for years, for many, many years. But sitting here now, feeling how balanced i am with the medication that i'm taking i'm happy i'm really happy and like my therapist said you know the goal isn't for you to be on the meds forever and that's true so i have to do the work to be able to stay balanced on my own but for now this is life and i'm okay with it so that is one of the most important lessons that i learned the second lesson that i learned is that you and your partner need to make sure that you are creating your own rules for your relationship and that you don't allow anyone else to give you one penny of their opinion into it. I am in the happiest relationship I have ever been in. And it's because the two of us daily work at our own rules and our own happiness other people who are aware of our relationship of course i mean any of you who listen to the podcast are aware of it um at this point in time we don't post ourselves on social media i talk about him in my IG stories but that's about it you know we are operating under our own rules and it is so freeing and it just feels so good i I can't explain it You know, I can't explain what it feels like to no longer feel like you have to. And I mean, I never felt like I needed to show off for people. That wasn't it at all. But in my relationship, my last relationship, it just felt really good that so many people looked up to us, that so many people appreciated and enjoyed what we had. However, they only saw what was on the outside. They had no clue what was going on on the inside. All of the arguments that were constantly taking place You know, all of the anger, all of the rage, no one saw that. And just really quickly, this is kind of off topic, but I just wanted to touch on this really quick. In sharing what I just shared in regard to um, what people weren't aware of, I want to say this to those out there who take issue with people who only post their happy moments on social media. When people are giving you any piece of their life whatsoever, it is not something that you should take as something that they need to give you. They're showing their life because they choose to. It is not yours. You don't have the right to say what they can and can't share. In some instances, you should be happy that they're even sharing it with you because they really don't have to. For those nosy people out there who, you know enjoy living through other people's lives instead of their own. You should be happy that they're even willing to share the happy moments with you. Why are we judging people because they don't show you their full lives? Day to day people are miserable all over the world and so people decide that they want to show you happy moments. It's something that I find strange because Another thing, Jermaine, that I saw in 2020 was that I had more people drawn to me than I had in a really long time. I spent a long period of people not really paying attention to me, and I was told more than once that it was because my positivity seemed fake to them. However, last year when I began to talk more openly about my mental health journey, as well as, if I can be honest, creating my close friends on Instagram, that changed the way a lot of people interacted with me. And I've wanted to pull some of them to the side and be like, "What? Why? <laughs> like, when I was just positive, happy Raven, why did that not work for you? But what I've come to realize is that people gravitate towards what they see in themselves. So I've come to realize that maybe i was coming off as a little too perfect which was never my intention ever i've just always been a big believer in love and light but once people could see i guess the the other side of the journey and me you know kind of exposing or being completely raw and showing them other parts of who i was the amount of people who have come out of the woodwork, even people who stopped talking to me are suddenly engaging me in conversation on a regular basis. Go figure. But that is yet another thing that I learned from 2020, which is people don't really connect to you unless they can see themselves in you. I was always under the impression that people would connect to you if they saw something they wanted to aspire to and that has been some people in my life but it appears that more often than not people are drawn to you when they can see themselves in you and that's cool that's all good I won't attempt to change myself for anybody I won't attempt to feel like I need to always be exposed I'll just operate in the place that I'm in those who gravitate gravitate those who don't don't you know thank you so much for that question Jermaine I think I was able to go a little deeper into it than I did uh when I was talking about the year of lessons and all that stuff, um, in the year of healthy selfishness during last week's episode. So thank you guys for coming and having a a seat with me. I hope that you enjoyed yourself on the couch. (laughs) And after you listen to Soul Edler once more, we will be back with good news.
5: a step further, stand a little closer, let life compose another verse. Our lips connected, quite unexpected, but there's no reason to reverse. No definition, just a submission to what feels natural, so right. Whatever happens, friends will be all right. Whatever happens Friends will be alright You have been Reason I continued on Even if just on the phone Your laughter eased my mind with you I cried with you I weathered every storm What we has too strong to break If romance turns, I'll take We still have the rest of the film to make Take a step further, stand a little closer Let life compose another verse Our lips connected, quite unexpected But there's no reason to reverse No definition, just a submission what feels natural so right whatever happens friends will be all right whatever happens friends will be all right come close don't pull away don't wait till summer colors turn to gray open the gate to Don't you be afraid to take a step further, stand a little closer, let life compose another verse Our lips connected, quite unexpected, but there's no reason to reverse No definition, just a submission to what feels natural, so right Whatever happens, friends will be alright Whatever happens, friends will be alright Whatever happens, friends will be alright
0: And now it is time for good news. So first, I would like to thank Tokyo Omega and Sol Edler for two awesome tastic interviews. Uh, please make sure that you're walking with both of them on social media. Uh, both were a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, the, the good news is because, and I think I said this maybe three or four episodes ago. The uh, the good news is is that we're still here. Um, I know earlier, uh, Jermaine had written in asking about what lessons I had learned. Um, but I think one of the ones that I left out was that in 2020, I just reminded myself on a more regular basis how important life is. After the year that we've all endured, uh... And I mean it it happens pretty regularly where we have to understand how precious life truly is but for me I'm just focusing on not not wanting to allow so much more time to go by without truly living in my purpose and I mean on one hand I am I'm living in my purpose every day my uh my goal my purpose my journey has been to work in mental health and wellness in some capacity and I get to do that every day. Um, However, I mean the way we stop ourselves, the way that we don't truly honor the greatness within us. I've spent many years of my life doing exactly that, not honoring the true greatness within me. And in the year of lessons, I pray that I'm able to finally step out of that particular shadow, you know? Um, Lord knows, I cast it over myself many years ago, and it has been very difficult to get out of it. Uh, that's a whole different conversation, though. (laughs) I just had a moment with myself. But yeah, I say all of that to say that today is the 12th of January, and I still have yet to make my list. Um... You know, so I said to everybody else in the year of in the year of lessons for Capricorns in January, we all need to write down what our goals are going to be, make a list of our goals for 2021, and I've yet to do it. So here we are, uh, me pretty much battling myself in a way, um, the the side of me that refuses to see my greatness, and the other side of me that has been wanting so deeply to just be able to jump out and truly live so let's see what the 41st year is going to look like for me and if i'm finally able to get to the other side of this so that's the good news i am thankful to still be here um my purpose is not yet completely fulfilled and yeah yeah so what about you what about you misfit universe where are you right now in the 12th day of January, in the very beginning of this year? Where are you right now? Have you written down your goals? How are you doing with those goals day to day today? This is my word to all of you. By the time I come back on here next week, I will have written down those goals. That is my word to all of you. And next week's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, next week is going to be fun Uh, it's an episode that i've been waiting to do for over a year now which is an episode focusing on healing through the barber shop yeah i'm looking forward to that a lot (laughs) so make sure you all join back Uh, you know of course we are across all um podcast platforms uh that is spotify that is Apple Podcast, that is Google Podcast, that is Overcast, Stitcher, everywhere. You can find us everywhere so that you can get your healing on. Um, I am Scorpiogi across all platforms. My website is Scorpiogi.com And for the love movement, um, that is my yoga brand well wellness brand but i mostly do yoga with it now um <laughs> that is we which just so happens to be where you can also find the healing space podcast uh also for ths it is ths on uh instagram and facebook nope that's a lie ths podcast on instagram and facebook and underscore ths podcast on twitter and that's about it I am finishing recording this at 12.43 a.m., which is better than usual for me because I tend to be up until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Editing, again, is no joke. Enjoy, misfits. (laughs) Enjoy this week. And until next week, I love you all so much. Namaste.